We begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast. We pay our respects to the Elders past and present. We extend our respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Hi guys, welcome to Bumps and Besties, a podcast about navigating the journey to motherhood through fertility struggles, friendship, and all the bumps along the way. I'm your host, Lexi, along with my co-host and bestie. Hi, I'm Amy. Our podcast is here to explore the often tricky, usually emotional path to motherhood through the lens of two besties on two different paths. Laugh with us, cry with us, and know wherever you're at on your journey, you're never alone because your besties are here and we have your back. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bumps and Besties. Good morning. How are you feeling this week, Amy? Yeah, look, this week's been a bit rougher. Sleep mm. is almost non-existent. Yeah. Um, the nausea is back with a vengeance the last couple of days. That's so um, annoying. And, you know, just things like flu shots and everything aches and I'm tired mm-hmm. and, yeah, just not <laughs> feeling wonderful, but, okay. you know, it could be worse. But little man's so good. He's perfect. He's Love still it. jumping around, tried to get a Doppler reading on him yesterday and he kept moving halfway through. So <laughs> okay. GP was like, you were going to have one active kid. And I was like, yay me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you feel so terrible. Yeah. He's taking all of your energy. He's literally, I got told by my midwife he's drained my vitamin d stores now yep. so it's literally like he's taking everything, everything out of me yeah so yeah so that's been my week just trying to get back on top of nourishing myself and him yes as he's gotten bigger i have gotten empty <laughs> yes and that's so important i think that you know so often you kind of get caught up in everything that you're doing and you're prepping and you're mm. so busy and you just don't leave anything for yourself no so yeah so just trying to get back on top of things so i feel like i'm semi-human again that's a good idea. And yourself? I feel like I've reached peak chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Hubs and I were running around this morning trying to tidy the house and it was just like there was just stuff everywhere and mm. I was like I feel like the house is slowly decaying around us <laughs> and it's just been a really crazy week. I've had work. It's been my best friend's wedding which has been over two days. It's just been like so much happening all at once and I've tried to get Ted back to his normal schedule which mm. means creche and it means gym and all the activities and getting him to his classes. So it's been one of those weeks where I feel like every single room in the house just looks a mess. Yeah. It's one of those weeks where you just shove everything in a room, close the door and leave it be. Pretty much. Yeah. So I'm like excited to be able to finish up my work this weekend and then I can... Well, I don't even know if you'd call it nesting. I can clean my house properly. Put stuff away. and Yeah, exactly. Just feel like I've got some semblance of organisation and tidiness yeah. around me. So it's been making me feel a little scattered because I feel unorganised and my house sort of probably represents the scatteredness of my brain. It's amazing how, like, things being untidy around you can make you so stressed. Yeah. Because I'm saying, like, the house gets into a shit fight and I'm like, I can't cope. Like, yeah. it needs to be fixed or I can't function. Yeah. No, I think – and it's – simple things that I seem to like start and I get on top of but don't sort of I'm not able to complete it so like I've done all the washing and I'm on top of the washing but it's all sitting in piles around us (laughs) (laughs) be folded and put away that kind of thing so yeah it'll be nice to have a little bit more downtime next week just be able to focus on Ted's schedule and more baby stuff because we're only six weeks out now, so mm. there's more appointments and all that sort of thing to get to. 
Um, and we had our OB appointment to confirm that I still have placenta previa, so definitely going to have to have a C-section mm-hmm. again, which honestly for my chaotic brain is kind of not that awful because I'm like, I've got a date. I know when yeah. I can drop off Ted. I can organise with the grandparents. So, You're not yeah. unsure waiting of when's it going to happen, what exactly. do I do in the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think having that and being able to, like, start setting up my plan for that again, and like I've been through it before so I know how to sort of prep my recovery Mm -hmm. if you like but I was kind of just waiting until we'd had that scan to confirm yeah but other than that you know we're just tracking along (laughs) time is fine (laughs) tired mamas over here Mm -hmm. but no look it's all good we're getting there we're excited for the future I've had a lot of people now because you can't kind of avoid how pregnant I look now. <laughs> so people ask a lot, like I've had a lot of questions this week of like first kid, second kid, what's the gender, blah, blah, blah. So I think it's probably a perfect week for us to have a chat about gender preferences yes. because it's definitely something that I know you felt when you found out yeah. the gender of your little human. Yes. So I think it will be a really interesting one for us to kind of go through. So for context for our listeners as well, we live in a country where even through IVF, you don't get to pick the sex of your baby. Not unless you are a genetic carrier for something that only affects a certain gender. In that case, some clinics will allow you to, but for 99% of people, yeah, It's just what the universe has decided you are going to have is what you have. Yep. Yeah. So why don't we start with you and you can walk us through, I suppose, because it's the most recent version of having that, like thought process of what it's going to be and then finding out what it is and how did you feel well I think for so long I was just like it's and it sounds silly but there's a 51 percent chance of you having a girl with IVF oh okay it's only (laughs) but there's a slightly higher chance of it being a girl and in my family most of my cousins are female Mm. nieces are all female like there's not very many you're one of several girls yes there's not really any boys. Um, I have one cousin who's a boy who came after two sisters. Mm. Like, it's very female dominant. Um, my husband's family as well has quite a lot of girls in it. So I think because I'd never had a little boy around, I could only ever picture myself around a little girl. I yeah. could never visualise what it would be like to have a little boy. So I was like, well, you know, it's probably just going to be a girl. Like, yeah. It, it runs in my family. Everyone yeah. has girls. My grandmother, my mother, my aunts. It's just going to happen. And so I was, and I think too, we were more confident on a girl because I was more confident and Mm. my husband relies heavily on my confidence in these scenarios. Yeah, of course. Obviously I go to a lot more of the appointments and have a lot more of the intel information. So he relies on my knowledge a lot Mm. more. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm super confident if we have a girl. We had a girl's name picked and set in stone. There was none of this argy-bargy we talked about the other week. (laughs) Yeah. We were just a lot more set. And then I made a comment to him a few weeks for our test. I was like, you know the Murphy's Law is going to be that they're going to throw a boy at us because no one knows what they're doing. <laughs> and lo and behold, that's what happened. Yep. So we got our NIT test back and they said, do you want to know? And I was like, yeah. And my husband's like, you, we can't find out without me. Don't get, let them tell you on the phone. And that was <laughs> like, make them write it down. And they do have this beautiful little card with your ultrasound picture and stuff. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And I was like... Surely it's, it's not, it's got to be a girl. Cause like, what do I do with a boy? Like the universe <laughs> wouldn't do that to me. And so we're sitting there and he came home from work and we opened it 
And I actually started grinning from ear to ear and he's like, oh my God, it's a girl. Like, like, you know. <laughs> Do you think he was disappointed at that point? Do you think like when he was thinking it was a girl? I don't know. Like he definitely had a preference for a boy, but for the same reasons I had a preference for a girl. Just yeah. Familiarity. Like, you know girl. yourself. Yeah. yeah. And his comments are, you know, like, boys get in less trouble or they cause less trouble. Boys can't get pregnant accidentally and, you know, oh. you know, boys don't... You, like, we've just tried to have a baby for eight years. I don't think that's going to be our big you know, concern. Have, you know, your son's not going to fall pregnant in high school or, you know, have get these horrendous dating experiences. Things. All these things that girls go through, like the prejudices and the oh, sure. unsafe situations. So I think for him, just the idea of having a boy was also a bit safer, you know, yeah. like... Obviously, and it's it sucks these days, but it's still not really safe for women to walk down the street. In no, the that's exactly so right. That's kind of his train of thought that having a boy would just keep his mind more at ease. Yeah, okay. So when I started grinning ear to ear, he was like, "Oh my god, it's a girl! What am I gonna do?" And I was like, "No, it's a boy." And so he kind of sat there for a minute, looking at me like, "Why are you happy? Like, <laughs> Why are you so like, smiling? You, you you prefer the girl?" And I was like, "No, I think I'm just happy because it sets in stone that." this baby has a gender so yeah. with our last miscarriage it was too early to find out what it was and with the first one we could have but i think that would have made it far too much yeah yeah to know course. what it was so yeah. we didn't so it was just like no i think it just cements that this is real happening now this baby's not an it it's a he yeah so i think that outweighed the initial shock of oh my god it's a boy yeah no, absolutely. And I think that's so important to say as well, because I think for so many people, like they get caught up on the preference of a gender. But for you, you were just like, I just want to affirm that the baby is a baby yeah. and that this pregnancy is going to be It just forward. gave me a, something else to make this baby more real. Yeah. And, you know, I could stop calling him it because yes. it is just, and, you know, sometimes I still call him it, but, yeah. you know. And so... After it settled down, I was like, oh, my God, what do I actually do with a boy? Like, <laughs> I don't have any boys in my family. Like, the only little boy I've ever interacted with is Ted. Yeah. And it's like that's the close – and he's the only one. And he's yep. a beautiful baby. But what if mine's not? What if mine's <laughs> I think that's, that's the thing, right? Like, you can know one, like, gender of a – uh, like a boy a little boy or a little girl and be like oh that seems ideal but you have no idea if that's like the temperament of boys exactly or that's that particular kid <clears throat> what exactly so you know teddy is this beautiful gentle loving and i was like well i hope mine's like that but what if he's not like is that, is a ted really? thing or is that a little boy thing i don't know yeah so i've had this real state of what do I do? Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't relate to a boy. I don't know how their brains work. I don't know how their bits work. I don't know what to teach him. I don't know what toilet train him. Like, what what do I actually physically do with him? Because yeah. it's different. Yeah. And for Gary, it was this sense of relief. Like, oh, my God, we don't have to go through all those unsafe situations that girls could potentially cause me. I was like, mate. Your son could be a problem. But yeah, you know. absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of issues boys can get into as well. But, yeah. yeah so... And then I was like, oh, well, you know, like, and it sounds, again, very oh, entitled, but it's like there's not a lot of choices for boys, like fashion and clothing-wise. And yeah. There's still a lot more baby girls get a lot more aesthetically, you know. Even I noticed looking for dummies the other day. Yeah. I'm trying to find, like, just nice little orthodontic dummies, and they're all in pale pink. Yeah. And I'm like, why? I, yeah. Like, 
why can't we just have neutral ones? Why are yeah. they so hard to find? Go to Coles. Yeah. They have a great range and they have like little like blues and sage greens and burnt oranges. Okay. So find those ones. I think they're a Tommy Tippy. They work really well. Well, the only they're thing lovely. I found with <laughs> is it often has like a tacky print on it. Yes. And I hate that. There's a lot of dinosaurs out yeah. there. Like, and I don't get me wrong, I've bought some cute dino clothes, but majority of it is not cute. Yeah. And it's like, why can't we have, you know, even with the these beautiful little pink rompers that just have little bits of detail, but they're not covered in butterflies or fairies. Like, yes. They're just these nice soft colours, whereas the boy stuff is always, here's a blue onesie and it's covered in trucks. And it's yeah. like, well, why? Why, why can't it just be blue? <laughs> yeah. So yes. it's like it feels like to make up for the lack of choice, it's just gotten quite tacky with the brand. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, this is silly. So I sat down one night and I internet shopped, which we all know I love to do. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> um, and I just went through and I was like, okay, no, this is fine. Like, I can find some cute stuff. Yeah. There is, it's harder to look for, but it's there. Yeah. So went through all that and I still had moments where I was like, oh, God, like, I would have much preferred a girl. I'm much more confident with a girl. Yeah. But he's a boy and yep. he's healthy. And yep. that's all we could have asked for is that he's healthy and he's going to get here. Yeah. And it's almost like your son knew we were having this chat today. Like, into the house this morning, and I was like, "Oh, I'll have a quick cuddle before we start recording the podcast." And he clung like a koala. And it's like, yeah. if this is how little boys are, I am completely fine with that. And everyone tells me that that is true. Like yeah. I was literally in gym yesterday, and we were chatting about it, and a lady there that had a boy and a girl, and she was like, "Oh, my girl never wants to know me. Like my boy is like stage ten clinger for life, mm. but little girls are like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it myself. <laughs> I don't need your help." So I was like, "Oh, okay. So you can dress them in cuter stuff, but like." They don't want to know you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very, like, now I'm completely fine with it and he's what he is and he's going to he's going to be wonderful. his own thing and hopefully he's going to have a similar temperament to Ted because your kid is wonderful. Um, <laughs> Most not of one the of time. <laughs> jumping off things and breaking arms kind of kids because that I don't know what I would do. Like, I think I would cry before they cry yeah. kind of situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, you know, <clears throat> I don't, apart from obviously learning how to change a nappy with pointing bits in the right direction so you don't get peed on and that kind of thing. And that's really simple. The midwives will run you through it, but effectively just point it down. Most of the time you don't have to do anything because it does it itself. Like it's not unless you're doing like an overnight change where they're like semi-awake, then sometimes it has a bit of a mind of its own and you've got to just kind of direct it down. Well, like I'm here on Googling like little pee-pee tents and Gary's like, do we need those? No. I I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. That's my exact point. No. So, And the other trick I will say, especially when they're a newborn, when you go to change their nappy, just get a wipe and wipe it over their belly Mm. before you take the nappy off because the sensation of having the cold wetness around the belly button will make them have a pee Okay. if they're, like, on the verge of peeing anyway. Yeah. But I have never been peed on so far. Well, I think... Touch wood. Like, my only concern now is toilet training and this kid and what do you Well, that's (laughs) the thing, right? So Hubs and I have an agreement that he will show Ted how to use his equipment and I will show our daughter how to use hers. Yeah. Maybe you should strike something up with Gaz because you don't have a penis, so no, you don't know. Exactly. How can I teach him to use something that I don't know how to use? Exactly. So I think that's going to be the case when we eventually yep. get to that point is there is a separate bathroom child on suite. Yeah. And that can just be the boys' bathroom and I'm not dealing with it. No, <laughs> that's fine. I don't see any problem with handballing the occasional task over. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. You'll be doing the majority of the mumming anyway. Yeah. So I think if you 
assign one task, I think that's completely fine. Yeah. Let let the boys sort it out. I've heard that sometimes boys can be a little bit easier as well because you can sort of like take them out in the yard and kind they of do it over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, like they can understand because it's more about them like understanding the feeling yeah. more than anything. Recognising the need to go. Yeah. yeah. But so I think like the, the concerns I have now are very superficial, just yeah. like confidence things because I'm not familiar with a little boy. But those will come. Like everyone yeah. has to learn them at some point, I guess. And yeah. it was going to be the other way around if we had a girl. Gary yeah. had to learn all these things exactly. from a completely outsider's perspective. But, yeah, I think... I'm definitely glad we did our little gender reveal with each other in private because yeah. um, I didn't know how I was going to react. I didn't expect to be yes. grinning. I expected to be upset. a lot more upset than yeah. I was. I think if that relief of him being okay wasn't there, it would have been another story. Mm. And, you know, you see all these videos on, like, Instagram and TikTok where people have <laughs> these gender reveals and and you see the occasional one where they're not happy. And I was like, well, I couldn't do that in front of a party yeah. full of people and have everyone see that reaction i know because then you feel like a terrible mum yeah just kind of what happened to me <laughs> not that i like i didn't record it for that exact reason but... i think it's normal to have the disappointment but i just couldn't put it out there publicly no exactly yeah, yeah no i do find it really strange when people still like air that stuff mm, if you don't already know like i get having a party to tell other people once oh, you already sure. know yeah but i think finding out in front of a crowd yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Putting your emotions on display can be very dangerous. Yeah, I would think that too. But, you know, some people do anything for views and clicks, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think, like, I can totally empathise from all of the ways that you feel in terms of, you know, what do I do with this? And that was very much my feeling with Ted. Mm -hmm. Like, when we found out, like, my husband's side of the family almost exclusively have boys yeah like I think out of the 30 odd cousins there's like four girls so when I got pregnant with Ted I was convinced it was a girl we had the name similar to you <laughs> and then found out it was a boy and I remember being like distinctly quite upset yeah and I just I feel like it's so insane to me now because like looking at Ted and he's just an awesome kid I don't think it would matter if he was a boy or a girl. Like, he's just got such a great temperament. But I do remember being upset for the same reasons. I'm like, oh, but now I can't match in, like, little outfits. And Am I missing out? And yeah. yeah. And I was very like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to have boys. And, it like, I grew up with two brothers. And, you know, I think I remember, like, everyone always says, oh, you're the favorite because you're the little girl. And, you know, like, for my mum her and I have such a special relationship now and my brothers and her are, are like they have a fine relationship but they're not anywhere near as close mm -hmm. as I am with my mum so I was like thinking about all that stuff like the future planning like oh well if we only have one kid and I only have boys like you know I'm going to be alone for such a long time yeah. after they leave the nest because the boys that I have had experience with don't have as close relationships with their mums as say like me and my mum or yeah. most of my female friends that are attached to their mother or mother-like figure. Yeah. So I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, I hope you marry somebody who likes me. And you know, <laughs> I was like kind of playing out all these crazy scenarios in my head, which was so silly because you get the kid that the universe thinks you should have, I yeah. think. Like I'm a firm, firm believer of that. And now 
Ted's 16 months old. He's so, so cuddly and he is absolutely a daddy's boy, Mm -hmm. but he loves me furiously. And it's just, it's a kind of love that I never expected or understood that I could have. And I think that's kind of like the thing they always say, like, your son, your firstborn son, I'm sure everyone's heard this TikTok, is like the last true love of your life. And I just fully feel that with Ted. Like, we have a bond that I never could have expected. And then I feel like when we found out that we were having a girl the second time, I thought we were getting another boy. Yeah, you were set that it was I was like, no, 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 it'll be another boy. And we, again, we had the name and we were all sorted and I was just like, oh, they'll be so sweet. Like, they'll be like Ash and his brother, same kind of, like, age gap between Mm -hmm. them. The boys are really close now in their adulthood. And I was like, that's so special. I'm so excited for that. So when I found out it was a girl... (laughs) I once again had, like, disappointment. I was like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? And then, you know, I think it's just a matter of rewiring all those stupid preferences in your head and the things that you think are going to be like. And I think social media, in a way, is actually kind of good for that Mm. because I've seen a lot of now, like, videos of kids with really similar age gaps that are the same, like the older brother, the younger sister. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of my life, I was really close to my middle brother because there's a small age gap between us, but it's like four years. And now later on in life, I'm quite close with my older brother. There's Mm -hmm. nine years between us, but our lives are quite aligned. So I was like, oh, actually, it is really nice having like older brothers because they do kind of look out for you and, you know, you can have such a special bond. It's not a matter of like what gender they are, if they're going to get along or they're not going to get along. Yeah. Like I know sisters who are 18 months apart and they're so, so close and then the same age gap and they don't even speak to each yeah. other. And I think it's crazy because like growing up, like as a kid, obviously before we knew that I was going to have any kind of trouble conceiving, in my perfect world there was going to be an older brother and a younger sister yeah. because that's how our family went. And yeah. It was, you know, it's just that stereotypical, you watch a TV show and there's usually an older brother and a younger sister and that's just the picture I had in my head. But when it became quite real that we were potentially only having one baby, I was like, well, if I can only pick one, I'd like to have a girl. Yeah. And then we, when we found out he was a boy, I had said to Gary, that's it, I'm done with IVF, we're having our baby, I'm finished, I'm closed up, I'm going back to him. And then I was like, maybe I could go one more time if we have a girl. And then he's like, hang on a second, like, this kid's not even here. Last week you were set that we were done. Like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, and he's like, but you know you can't control whether mm. you're going to get a girl or not. Like, you, you might have another boy. through all that again, harder this time because you'd have another kid yeah. and you will probably still get a boy. Like, yeah. there's nothing to say. <laughs> so I think to it changed my mind frame from I'm done, this is our baby, to yeah. oh, do I Maybe. give it another go Maybe. and see what happens? Yep. Because in, you know, could I still have that? perfect picture that I had of a little boy and a little girl because ideally that would be wonderful yeah is it going to be the case I don't know but so now I'm not so I guess it obviously depends how the rest of this pregnancy goes and what kind of temperament the baby has but it was like all right well am I really shut down on the idea of doing another IVF cycle or am I more open to it than I initially thought and I think it's just the the way scenarios and circumstances change what you think. Oh, absolutely. 10 years ago, I would have loved to have found out I was having a boy because I was like, yes, this aligns perfectly with yeah. my boy then girl theory. And it's only because it's very real that he may be our only that I'm like, mm. maybe, yeah. yeah. But I guess like maybe the other side of that is that 
this round of IVF, like things had been tweaked. Yeah. So do you think like maybe there's a part of your brain that's also like, well, we know the recipe now? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like I hope that if we were to do it again and we follow the same protocols that we did last time, it would not take so long. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, has that made a difference? And I've done a lot of, and it's hard because the difference really surrounds blood clotting and yeah. that kind of issue. And there's no real way to prove it. Yeah. Unless you have a miscarriage at a fairly late stage and then specifically test for it, yes. there's no way to confirm it. So it's yeah. very much a, we try all these things and if we work, it works, then that's what we put it down to kind yeah. of situation. So I would hope that if we went back to it and I did it again and we followed the same protocol and it worked, that would be kind of problem solved. Yes. Um, but there's no guarantee of that. So yeah, right. I could go through it all again and spend another three, four, five years yeah. doing so. And I think it really, for me, it depends. I don't want to, so much of your life goes on hold when you're doing these yeah. things. I don't want to neglect my son oh, for sure for the sake of trying for another baby i think yeah. what it will come down to is the circumstances in you know is he still getting everything he needs from me yeah. emotionally physically am i present am i you know not curled up on the bathroom floor in a hysterical mess yes. like i had been at multiple circumstances like yeah. he deserves more than that because yeah. we went through so much to get him so is it going to affect him do i mentally think i can go through it and all those kind of things because yeah. it's not just me anymore it's not just oh, oh well, you sure. know how's this cycle gonna affect me and my husband it's well what kind of toll is it gonna have on my son oh a hundred percent a hundred percent and i think it's so important that you're actually thinking about that as well because it is such a huge thing to put yourself through mentally physically all the things and now you're in the midst of pregnancy you know how hard it can mm. be you know how it can feel so also having a toddler possibly at the same time as trying to go through all of that again. Yeah. It's a big strain. Yeah. And, like, would I love a girl? Sure. But would I also just like him to have a sibling? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I I had this mindset that only children can be quite spoiled or can yeah. be quite detached or, you, you know, occasionally you meet those kids who are only children and they're much more – they seem um, – older than they are kind yeah, of thing. Like they, they've quite been mature surrounded by adults for yeah. so long. They almost don't get to have that kiddie, yeah. very young infantile mindset because yeah. they're surrounded by adults. So it's almost like would I go again purely so that he has that childhood best friend that yeah. he's stuck with no matter what kind of thing. Yeah, that's a true. That's really true. And I guess that that's definitely part, like, comes down to it as well. Like, how many siblings, if you're going to have siblings, will they be weird if they don't have siblings? <laughs> I think now, like, especially because of how ingrained, like, playgroups and childcare and all that mm -hmm. sort of thing is now, most kids have a lot of exposure to other like people, which yeah. I think is good, and other kids. So I don't think only children are going to be that weird. Also, you're just going to be hanging out with me and my that's crazy it. And children. That's why I'm like, well, you know what? She's going to have two. One of them's going to be only a few months' age difference. So yeah, exactly. What does it matter? Because yeah. there's always going to be some other little kid around. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think we're really lucky for that. We've got out. You know, I'm having a little girl. You're having a little boy. They're only three months apart. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's really nice, nice for us to have a little best friend. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who knows? Ted might absolutely hate his sister and <laughs> really like your kid instead. <laughs> you came to terms with the fact that she was a girl and it's very exciting now. Yeah, look, I think I just had to kind of get my head around it. And I think because I have such a special bond with Ted, like I was like, but I know 
what I can get out of a little boy. Like, mm-hmm. I know what it's like. But everyone keeps just saying, like, it's not that he's a boy, it's that he's your kid. Yeah. And I think that swapping your mind shift to assume that a particular gender will be a certain way is just it's not helpful like you've always just got to put it down to the kids the kid yeah and their temperament is what defines how they are with you yeah rather than the fact that they have a penis or a vagina like and look in this day and age who's to say that that's what they're going to identify as later in life yeah you try and have a conversation about gender and gender disappointment stuff on a forum or a pregnancy or oh people board, will and come people for you, you like, <laughs> well how can you decide this kid's gender and i'm like mm, yeah well that's a whole nother scenario we go into but yeah i think like for us we are probably more on the traditional side of things like yeah. you know until ted turns around and tells me he doesn't think he's a boy he's a boy because scientifically he is yeah. currently yeah. and i'm not sure that you know like babies and stuff can make much of a decision exactly like and and i let him play with everything like he plays with all my makeup and he'll you know like he'll watch me do my makeup and i'll you know put on my blush or whatever and then i'll like dust his little face and Mm -hmm. he loves that but then he loves like the handmade train set that my brother made him and he'll zoom around the house with that and he'll wrestle the dog (laughs) so i think kids are just kids and we've just got to let them be i don't know if raising them genderless is helpful that's up to debate that's for psychologists who have trained for a very long time to decide not me as a parent i don't want to push one thing or another i'm never going to tell him he can't wear his sister's clothes if he wants to and vice versa like the reason i haven't bought a lot of stuff for our daughter is because i'm like she can just wear the things that ted had like i have bought a few cute little frilly pink things because why not yeah but majority of the time I'm just like, well... And she's not going to remember what she bore for the first year no. anyway. <laughs> like, she'll see photos, but, you know, some kids might get upset if they saw photos of themselves in something pink and frilly. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. So I think people around me seem to be a lot more excited about it being a girl than I was initially, which I think has helped me get on board as well. Because mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, so glad you're having a girl and i think that comes down to the fact that i'm like a barbie doll myself yeah so <laughs> always dressed beautifully put together like yeah. oh well you know less so these days but <laughs> <laughs> the potential is there but i i do have like the very feminine vibe i guess mm-hmm, yeah. of my personality so i think it's nice and i think as well i feel excited that i can raise a boy and a girl with a feminist lens yeah and I think that that's something that society as a whole really needs. Yeah. And I think that's something that my hubs and I have talked about a lot is that we want to raise our kids equally Yeah. to be like if one of them goes to defence class, then both of them go yeah, to exactly. defence class. If one of them goes to art class and they both want to go, they can both go to art and dance and whatever it is that yeah. they want to do. Like I am a creative person. I did drama and theatre and that was my whole life and lots of art. And I'm like, if that's what the kids want to do, that's what they can yeah. do. And my husband is very sporty. He's like, oh, well, I grew up doing this sport and that sport and blah, blah, blah. Because his dad was like, oh, yeah, boys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think um, he's like, oh, well, if, you know, we want to put Ted into – water polo or something then we'll give our daughter the same option yeah and i think that's just the thing is like allowing your kids despite their gender to have choices yeah i think that's probably more what it will come down to and just letting them be who they are yeah exactly yeah so 
let us know what you guys think. Have you ever had a bit of a disappointment in a situation? Did you cry hysterically like <laughs> I did the first time you found out the sex of your baby? Oh. I mean, you know, it didn't last long, but I I definitely had a meltdown about it at like when I left my OB office and I called my husband to let We're just thinking about it, it's just crazy, but I you know But it's I, very real. It's, yeah. It's just not what you picture a lot of the time and that shock to the system. I think that's what it is. It's more of a shock. Yes. You, it yeah. changes the whole picture you have in your mind. Oh, absolutely. And it's not like you love the child any less or you want it any no. less. It just is rearranging that whole train of thought that you have yeah, to be something absolutely. completely different. Yeah. And again, I did cry when I found out I was having a daughter, but it was like happy tears. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I thought about it, I was like, oh, maybe I did want a boy. But look, it's just, it is what it is. Don't think too hard about it because your kid will be whoever they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And whatever their gender, like, I don't think it matters. This is not the 1950s. If you have a daughter, they can still be an astronaut. If you have a son, he can still be a ballet dancer. Like, it doesn't matter what their gender is so much in, like, restricting their movements. In the the way that you raise them. It's not the... 100%, 100%. So, yeah, that's that's our thoughts on it. But let us know, guys, in the uh, social media network. So we've got... TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, what you guys felt, or you can put it into our Q&As on yeah. Spotify as well. Let us know. Did you feel disappointed at any point? Did you have a preference when you were starting to get into your family planning? Mm-hmm. You've heard our side. I think we're pretty honest about yeah. how we felt about it. It's yeah. okay to feel your feelings. Yeah, we're not judging anyone here. We both had different reactions. Exactly. And, yeah. and now we're both excited to have our little crew. Yes. Our little boys and our little lady. Yes. It's going to be really exciting. Exciting times ahead for us. She's definitely going to be looked after. Oh, yeah. No, no one's going to mess with her in school I could be like well you just have to deal with my big brother and his best friend so just watch your back (laughs) no she'll be kung fu fighting herself it's fine (laughs) thanks so much for joining us this week guys we'll chat with you soon have a good week